Ladies and gentlemen. Okay, here we go. Check it out. Welcome to So Stereotypical, the marketing podcast that helps listeners create targeted media campaigns and effective public relations. With your host, Rachel Kavapol. Hey there, welcome to another episode of So Stereotypical, the marketing podcast where we break down marketing and public relations strategies in a realistic and relatable way. I'm your host, Rachel Kavapel, and in today's episode, we get an audio recap of Startup Weekend Fairbanks 2017 from start to finish, plus a solid discussion with the organizers of the third annual food festival and conference regarding the challenges of the food industry in Alaska. The past month here at the studio has already seen incredible changes thanks to a 54-hour event known as Startup Weekend Fairbanks. In our last podcast, we interviewed Fairbikes, winner of the 2013 challenge. In this episode, we give a full recap through audio clips captured on the scene. Shall we begin? Good evening, Fairbanks. It's great to be here. My name's Nigel. I'm going to be taking you guys through this experience. So, what is Startup Weekend? Startup Weekend is a 54 hour battle amongst the greatest minds making the world of ideas and competitive sport. So, who is involved? It all starts with you, the individuals who want to solve problems, start a business, break the status quo. You are the entrepreneurs. Startup Weekend is kind of like a compressed version of Startup Life, and it's kind of a compressed version of an accelerator. You basically live the first three months of the startup in two days. 60 seconds or less to go through, and you will be saying the name of your company or organization, a bit about what the problem is that you're solving, uh, your solution to the problem, and what you're going to need to do this, and then leave us with something inspirational. You have only 60 seconds to do that. And Alex. I represent the group of motorcyclists who get really annoyed at being at a stoplight and the light staying red, staying red, staying red, and never changing because it doesn't detect that you're there and that it's time for light to change. So, I need an engineer who will design an electromagnetic thing that you can press a little button, a little bit of battery juice or alternator juice goes, and signals to the signal that there's somebody there and it's time for the light to change. Sustainable solar powered motion sensor lights for porta potties. Have you ever used a stinky, nasty, dark porta potty at a fire camp festival or construction site in the middle of the night? It's rough. Construction in Fairbanks is in full effect. It's starting to get dark in Alaska. Uh, currently, forestry spends two bucks a day on toxic chem lights. This is wasteful. Um, I need a team of engineers, materials, research and development team, investors, and lawyers. It's a one billion dollar industry, expected to increase because of the U.S. housing market and fires. Guys, round of applause for Ivan. Okay. 
So I, I have been trying to work with something for a while. A problem, a large problem that I have is I spend a lot of time over the summer working out of town, and I have a lot of drive time. So I listen to a lot of podcasts rather than music, because I like hearing people express their own ideas and, t and talking about what they love and enjoy. So personally, I've always wanted to try and start my own podcast network where I can get other people in my community to come in and talk about what things that they're passionate about and things that they believe that the rest of the world needs to hear, want, the rest of the world wants to hear. So that way they can, you know, spread their message or even just spread their love for some random obscure movie that no one's ever heard of before, like anything that I don't know Kevin Smith ever did. <laughs> so every everybody um, take you've got posters on your table. Kill off three. No more than three, just three. Everybody gets three. And we're going to take a period of time. I think about ten minutes. Yeah. About ten minutes. And uh, so if you have a poster on the wall, you go stand by your poster because it's up to you to promote your idea and to gain two members. That's, that's an eight. So the, the, the ten ideas in the back, I can see it. So that is fresh produce and ask for fresh. Mine is a local food delivery. Maybe you personally pitch that That's augmented reality. That's the Alaska fish bowl. Fish bowl. Oh yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. I see. The fish bowl. Okay. And the kid cafe. Which is Oh, the lay down catch and nap. Okay. Stand up. Down the idea. There you are. Any other questions you think you should add to that survey? Yeah, you guys have like another category and stuff for like yeah, we're, we're still for, still for, 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 for yeah. equipment yeah. and stuff. So I think that might be actually one of the most valuable things the uh, floating ponds that we have. So was this, you're, I'm trying to understand the process, you came up with this system that you thought would work and then tried to pitch it or they came up with it? He's done it, I think. But again, it's just, his name is Jeff Warner. He's here in town. Jeff Warner? Warner, W-E-R-N-E-R. So first things first, do you have an idea, like what do you know about Who's already in this? What do you know, and what do you need to find out? So we know that, um, like, the, so we know that there's the children's museum. Is that what you're talking about? Like, who provides something like this? Or are you talking about like big, like? What do you What do you know about who's already doing so? So you know what? I'm making an assumption. Tell me where you are. Okay, so that's okay. Alright. Uh, like iPhone, how many are allowed to touch today? Apple Pay, is that correct? Yeah, so Bluetooth might also be. That's what he's talking about. Yeah, that's right. It's a device with Bluetooth, right? It can read a database of all your users from your web server or something like that. They can just. So this is what. That's exactly what Fairbanks did. We baited this technology two years ago. Important thing for tonight, alright, really important theme to take away from tonight is be really clear on who is going to be taking the lead on the presentation tomorrow. There's somebody who's really going to just own that task. Like, really good. Start the weekend, Fairbanks, hello! <laughs> 54 hours later.
This is some of the stuff that happened over this weekend. I want you guys to bring back some of the memories we've been through. Starting off taking you guys through this process, getting kind of some bewildered looks, having a few fun moments as we went through, a lot of deep thought, ideas being shared, Jen sharing ideas. <laughs> The organizers at work. Going through and pivoting and never quite sure what you're really doing, but having a moment to do it. Getting together, brainstorming, and then pace picked up, right? Something clicks. Something started coming together. You guys had ideas. You had moments with those ideas. Then it was work, right? It was grind, it was out there, talking to customers, engaging one another, having fun along the way, stepping through a process, sharing meals together, engaging the community, supporting other entrepreneurs while we're having this event. Going out to the farmer's market, going out and visiting buildings and spaces. That was your startup weekend, guys. Round of applause for that. It is time to pitch. Here is the pitching order. The teams were not aware of the pitching order, at least for the most part, and a couple of people sneakily found out. But the pitching order is Cup House first, Catch a Nap second, Alaska Fresh, and Alaska Fishbowl. So, round of applause for Cup House. Cup House up first. Our mission is to provide a warm, welcoming environment for children and adults to come together, eat, drink, and play. The, we are basically a cafe that is geared towards kids and families and facilitating healthy relationships together. Catch an app, come on up. There we go, thank you. They deserve a round of applause. And <laughs> we prototyped. I realized that almost everybody anywhere carries a backpack or briefcase designed to carry a laptop. So, they already have that square shape in the back and it has thick pad foaming. So, you're already carrying a simple provider through every single day. So, why not make that bulk useful? Round of applause for the Alaska Fresh team as they come on stage. We see that indoor farming has been done circumpolar. Now, the big question is why isn't it done be being done in Fairbanks? And that was our question in the last 54 hours. So, this is my team, my name is Kinley Hawkins, and this is Rebecca, and this is Evan, and we are the Alaska Fishbowl. The Alaska Fishbowl is a lab for innovators and entrepreneurs. Okay, drum roll please. Our honorable mention goes to Alaska Fishbowl. Come on up, come on up. We're gonna keep going through this, no point in stopping those applause.
Congratulations to all the teams that completed Startup Weekend Fairbanks 2017, including Page Sculptor Studios' own strategic manager, Ivan Kavapel, who placed second with Team Catch and App. Since attending, Ivan has moved towards creating his own photography business, KVOP Studios. In the recap, you may have noticed that Team Alaska Grown tackled a business model for growing localized food. Next month, the Alaska Food Policy Council, Interior Alaska Food Network, in addition to Fairbanks Economic Development Corporation, addresses the food industry on all levels in their third annual Alaska Food Festival and Conference. Some of the challenges may surprise you. Don't stop. I'm here today with Lorinda Latka from the Alaskan Food Policy Council. She's the co-chair. Uh, she's also the section manager of food safety and sanitation program with the Alaska Department of Environmental Conservation. And I'm also here with Samantha Reynolds, who's the project manager of agriculture at the Fairbanks Economic Development Corporation. And we're here today to talk about the Alaska Food Festival and Conference. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so first of all, let's talk a little bit about the conference because this is its third year, but the first time in Fairbanks. So what can people expect and who really should come to this conference? Well, I, I think is it anybody that's really interested in strengthening the Alaska food system and there's just gonna you're gonna hear a about a lot of different things from food security issues to starting a food business to um, community gardens. And I just think there's topics, um, you know, for anybody that's interested in the food system. Yeah. Well, it's a very nuanced um, issue. So uh, food security in Alaska isn't going to have one solution. It's going to have a lot of hands on deck. Um, and that's anything from the recreational gardener all the way up to the um, big farms in Alaska and the policymakers or regulators. So it's a very diverse conference, which is really one of the fun aspects. So we're not just talking businesses that have like storefronts or food trucks. We were, you were mentioning recreational gardening. What issues, I mean, you say food security, what does that really mean? Um, it means that if there were some catastrophic incident, um, Alaska and, you know, from FEDC's point of view, Fairbanks, um, would have the resources, including the food it needs, uh, to survive. Um, right now, 96% of our food is imported, um, which I know is a, a statistic many people know right now. Um, but it's something that really needs to be addressed. So we've spread the word that this is now a crisis, um, and now we just need the, the community to come together and come up with some solutions. Well, I think that's interesting because that's not actually at all what I thought of when I heard food security. Yeah, uh, yeah I, mean, I was thinking the, more about, you know, food poisoning or something like oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like people get that. That's more like a bioterrorism security. But I think, you know, food security, it has it affects really every Alaskan, but then there's it affects a lot of Alaskans that just don't have the food on their table or the food that they want to eat on their table. And, um, you know, and, and we had some interesting things that happened, I think, just last year when there was a, um, the barge didn't come up from Seattle to Anchorage. Yeah. And I remember shopping the, that day at the store and there was just, there wasn't hardly yeah. any food on the shelves. There are local Fred Meyers. Yep. So, 
um, you know, we can just see just from an example like that, but if something catastrophic was to happen, you know, the Alaska Highway gets shut down, or we have an earthquake in the Northwest, um, you know, we're kind of on our own up here <laughs> for a while, and I think it's something that we all really need to think about. Mm -hmm. And yeah. keeping our dollars in this state, too. Yeah, um, there's a major ec economic impact when um, the m more community members shop locally, um, supporting our local farms, supporting um, the co-op, um, you know, just any, any way that we can be more self-sustainable um, is really going to help Alaska to um, face the future. So is that the main focus, then, of this event for this year? Ha well, it, 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 we don't really have a theme for the event mm -hmm. because it's, it's about strengthening the Alaska food system. And we talk about this wheel that has to do with, like, just from the start from production and harvest to processing to distributing to people um, to consuming and then all the way to waste and recycling. So we might be also talking about composting. Um, I can't remember. I don't think we have anybody on the agenda this year as far as composting, but we've had that in the past because that just ties back into building our soils and growing more food. But there's some real challenge. Well, maybe not in the southeast, but up mm -hmm. here in the interior, there's some challenges with diversity of food maybe or, okay, it's 40 below, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the winter. I mean, we have great growing, you know, and that may be where it switches with the southeast. We have great growing summers, and down there they have, like, cloud. Yeah. I mean, how do you deal with such a diverse ecosystem in the state? You know, I, I think that it's just really people working and sharing information. When I was out in Nome, it was interesting. We had the Food Policy Council had a town hall. We did them in seven different communities. And just to hear people like in Nome where they just don't have the soils to, to grow food if they wanted to um, put up high tunnels. And um, so you can come to the conference and learn things about um, how to build soils. And um, we've had a lot on like high tunnel. Mm -hmm. um, you can meet other people that have Right. I've done that. Yeah. And this is a little outside the purview of the conference, but um, for those communities in Alaska that are really remote um, and are not necessarily um, the most uh, fruitful, I guess, mm -hmm. for growing produce, um, there's a lot of technology that's coming online that just needs to be tested and made more available. Um, so innovation is, is a key for remote parts of Alaska for sure. I think it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, Startup Weekend, which is Fairbanks, which happened, somebody showed um, as an example, like, they were like, they look like trays that they were growing food in. I think it was an anchorage somebody oh, yeah. is doing. Mm -hmm. Oh, do you actually have the, a picture of that there? Well, I think it might be one of the yeah, vertical one of harvest those. units. Yeah, so that's it, what it is. And yeah. um, I was just in um, um, <laughs> Kotzebue just mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and they had a vertical growing unit. Um, where it's hydroponic and they're growing mm -hmm. under LED lights and they were actually growing food to sell to their local AC store and um, the gentleman that was running the green the, the unit he told me his wife was from Kotzebue and she cried because she was like the first time that she could really get that fresh produce right there in Kotzebue mm -hmm. and not having it shipped up from the lower 48 you know you think about that just having um, there's some pretty amazing innovation mm -hmm. and Mobile greenhouses are a big thing where um, food will be grown in connexes, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and the connexes can be placed just about anywhere. Um, so that's that's another promising mm -hmm. thing that uh, hopefully will be more accessible to people. So about how many people uh, attend? Um, 
You know, we've had up to about 145 people attend in Anchorage. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we'll have people attend the conference day. And then it, the, the festival day is a lot focused on families and community where the conference is more of a, um, you know, professional type conference. Um, so we'll get different attendees. But I think that we've seen up to, you know, up to 145. And I think it's actually looking pretty strong for here in yeah. Fairbanks too. Yeah. I think, I think most people probably don't see us as like a food central place, but we actually have quite a few. We're going to fix that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I've nicknamed us little Austin. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, they're small, but they're mm -hmm. there and they're mm -hmm. even portable. But it mm -hmm. seems like we have a lot of very food intensive. Mm -hmm. So, so, um, other events that are going on during the conference well, that are worthy to note? We will be having a, um, a social networking event on mm -hmm. the Friday evening where we're hoping to highlight some of our Alaska interior produced foods and have some chefs, local chefs, helping out with that. And we hope that to be like a mixer where you can meet other you know, policymakers, other people that are interested in the food system. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we have a mini farmer's market. Oh. Um, for the event and a petting zoo for the kids. Um, and then just a lot of great speakers, um, especially the editor from Edible Alaska. She's our keynote speaker. Um, so that'll be something really worth coming to see. So this is really something everyone from the community can can attend. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. I think that there's a topic that just about anybody be interested in if you're interested in food. Yep. <laughs> a lot of if food you eat, yeah. this is a good conference for you. Yeah. Um, and one other thing is that on the, for the festival, we're going to have um, how to process fish, how to process oh. a, a chicken, mm -hmm. um, and um, you know, focusing a little bit more on kind of do-it-yourself subsistence. So it's not just about um, you know growing foods; also about how to subsist. Um, you know, using berries and wild gathered foods. There's going to be a speaker talking about mushrooms and um and last time at our last conference when this we had a speaker talk about mushrooms the room was just packed oh i bet it and was it was um, <laughs> on how to grow your own mushrooms and mm -hmm. it, she was just this amazing speaker and i think everybody wanted to get their own mushroom kits after that <laughs> <laughs> so is there anything else you'd like to add per se or um, well, if you are interested in coming to the conference, um, you can register at akfoodpolicy.org slash uh, 2017-conference. Um, wow, yes. that was impressive. Very good. <laughs> Thank you very much. I happen to be in charge of registrations. Um, and if you have any issues registering, you can call me, Samantha, at 452-2185, and I will hopefully be able to walk you through it. All right. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. The 2017 Alaska Food Festival and Conference is November 3rd and 4th. To register, visit www.akfoodpolicycouncil.org slash 2017-conference. For more information, contact Samantha Reynolds at 907-452-2185. From healthy food to junk food, October means Halloween. So here are a few fun facts about all the candy collected and consumed. If Brock's laid out the candy corn kernels it sells each year end to end, they would wrap around the earth 4.25 times. 
And how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop? On average, a licking machine designed by engineering students at Purdue needed 364. And finally, the word Pez comes from the German word for peppermint. I've been banned from speaking German by my friends, so it's up to you to look that one up. And that's it for this episode of So Stereotypical. Subscribe to our feed on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Follow my company, Page Sculptor Studios, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and sign up for our Page Sculptor newsletter for more marketing tips at pagesculptorstudios.com. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. What? It's time to go. Wait a minute. We're not going. Oh, yeah. So Stereotypical is a Page Sculptor Studios production.